Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. Last night, tired as he was from a full day of hard work, sleep didn't come immediately to Lefty Larkin. The thought of Peggy Douglas's encounter with Ben Calvert in town day before yesterday kept returning to his mind to anger him. But Lefty's anger was softened somewhat by Peggy's attitude. Her reaction to Ben had been a healthy one of total indifference. Yes, Lefty thought, perhaps it was all for the best. At last, Peggy had realized that the situation between herself and Sergeant Meade was an intolerable one, one that could never reach a happy conclusion. She wasn't going to see him anymore. She was through. Lefty Larkin was sure of that. Having reached this deduction, Lefty went to sleep, happier than he had been in a long time about the welfare of a young girl who is dearer to him than anything else, the young girl he knows to be his own daughter. Now, early this morning, Aunt Mary is sitting on the front steps, her son Randy's old football sweater thrown across her shoulders. She waves to Lefty as he comes across the yard. Hello there. Good morning. You're early. I haven't started breakfast yet. That's all right, Aunt Mary. Did you sleep well? Yeah, I should say I did. Well, i better start the wheels of progress. Yeah, don't hurry on my account. I'm not very hungry yet. I think I'll just sit down here on the steps for a minute myself. <sighs> That's going to be a beautiful day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A day like this makes it hard to believe that everything isn't all right with the world. Yeah. But I'd say everything was all right with our own little world here on the farm. Mm-hmm. Last night I got to thinking about Ben Calvert. Felt like going into town clipping him one. That feeling is understandable, Lefty. But what good would it do? Personal satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And a lawsuit for assault and battery. And it might be worth it. You know, I was thinking about Ben last night, too. He's really to be pitied. He's distressed about Kit and Bill. And there may be a lot of things about them that he's in the dark about. Being in the dark or uncertain would frighten him, Lefty. Make him feel defenseless, as if he'd lost control of his daughter's life. All he'd know to do would be to threaten. That would give him the feeling of power, of having the reins in his own hands again. It's really pitiful. Well, you can call it that. But I think he's an evil, ugly-natured man. Anyway, we're well rid of the three of them. Ben, Kit, and Bill. That was right, wasn't I, Aunt Mary? About what? I mean, about Peggy seeing Bill again. Yes, Lefty, you were right. Yeah, and you were right, too, when you said that Peggy would admit it to us herself. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I guess it's best that she worked it out for herself. From the way she talked the other day, you could tell she's gotten this entire thing out of her system. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. What do you mean, it seems? She wasn't just talking. She meant what she said. Don't you think she did? Mm, yes, I think so. Well, aren't you relieved that this is all finished? If it's finished. If? Well, let's be... It may be for the best that Peggy considers Bill a closed chapter. But when things are finished on a false premise, they have a way of starting up again. Well, what false premise? I mean the reasons Peggy gives for her decision. When she says that she believes Bill had been lying to her. And that he regretted telling her he was going to divorce Kit. That he's been trying to find a way to back out of the things he told Peggy. Well, those are pretty good reasons, Aunt Mary. Well, I think those reasons are wrong, Lefty. You do? Yes, I do. I feel that Bill's odd behavior is the result of some complicated personal problem that he can't discuss. That he's involved in something. Well, whatever it is, I'm glad Peggy's no longer involved. She deserves a good life, that kid. You think the world of her, don't you, Lefty? You bet I do. You know something? I think she ought to get out more. She ought to see more people. Well, she had company last night. Peggy? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't come up to meet him. Meet who? Has someone called him, Peggy? Lefty, what's the matter with you? That writer Peggy met in town the other day. Oh, the movie fellow who wanted to talk to you about Wakefield. I thought it was tonight he was coming by. Oh, no, no, it was last night. But I don't think he really came by to see me. Huh? Hey, what's his name? Nicholas Dorn. How old is he? Mm, about 35, I'd say. Maybe a little younger. Is he married? <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to ask Peggy. Well, didn't you talk to him at all? Well, I offered him my help. I said I'd be glad to tell him anything I could about the town, the people in it. He thanked me very much and said that at the moment he didn't feel like talking shop. And since most of his remarks were addressed to Peggy, I took the hint and went on up to bed. Thirty-five, huh? Yeah, that's a little old. <laughs> oh, Lefty, don't start jumping to a lot of conclusions. Well, if he seems so interested in Peggy, he ought to know more about it. <laughs> I don't know when I've known Peggy to be so talkative. When I went upstairs, I could hear them arguing fast and furious about something. You know, I liked him, Lefty. But we don't know anything about him. Oh, I know a little. He's a very lonely and unhappy person. And he's a little belligerent about it. Oh, is that kind of... I'd like Peggy to meet some normal, well-adjusted young fellow about her own age. Now we've got a temperamental writer on our hands. Oh, I don't know that he's temperamental. I don't know that he's on our hands. The feeling I have, uh, from several things he said, is that he's been badly hurt by someone. And like Peggy, he's been shut up within himself for some time. Who can tell? They may be good for each other. Well, I'll have to meet him. I... What are you two gabbing about? <laughs> Hello, honey. Good morning. Good morning, darling. Well, isn't it just that? Oh, gosh, I feel wonderful. How would you two like for breakfast, and I'll fix it. Yeah, sit down a minute. All right. Your Aunt Mary and I were just talking about the visitor you had last night, this Mr. Dorn. Oh, I'm sorry you couldn't have met him, Lefty. Well, nobody came to get me to tell me he was here. <laughs> what time did he leave, Peggy? Oh, about ten, I guess. Hmm. You two must have found a lot to talk about. Oh, we did. He's had the most fascinating life, Aunt Mary. He's been all over the world. That's all right, if you have money. Oh, he didn't have much money. At least I gathered he didn't. He'd work his way from place to place. He was writing then, but he said he wasn't very successful. He was going to bring a script out for me to read. 
What script? The one he's doing for the documentary film they're making here. We had a lot of fun talking. Mm. Is he married? Well, he didn't say, but I'm quite certain he is. Why? Well, don't you remember what he told you, Aunt Mary? You asked him how he happened to become a writer, and he said it was for money, that he thought it would make a woman happy, but it didn't. Yes. Well, from that and from some other things he said, I have a feeling that someone's given him a pretty raw deal. He has the most awful theories about love. He has? What are they? Well, Nicholas doesn't believe in it, for one thing. So it's Nicholas, huh? Uh-huh. And Lefty, this isn't the Victorian era, you know. Huh? You're just sore because you didn't get to meet him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> eh, what about these theories of his own love? That sounds like an old approach. Well, it isn't anything of the kind. Nicholas says that love is a mirror and a delusion. That it isn't constructive, but destructive. Hmm. I can't remember all of it, but it's terribly bitter. It works hard at his job, but his heart isn't in it. I guess he's what you'd call cynical. He's really quite brilliant. Oh. I mean, it's sad when you see somebody who could do so much kind of, well, letting themselves be defeated because somebody's hurt them. I told him I thought his ideas were screwy. Of course, he tried to tell me I was just a child, but I think maybe I made a little impression. Hmm. It sounds as if you had a very interesting evening. Oh, I did. I had more fun than I've had in I don't know how long. I don't think Nicholas has had anyone to talk to in a long time. I'd certainly like to help him. And I think I could. Aunt Mary and Lefty looked at each other and smiled. Peggy's remark had all the candor of youth. But Aunt Mary and Lefty understood what was behind it. Aunt Mary Lane was very proud of her niece at this moment. For Peggy, at a time of great personal unhappiness, was forgetting about herself. Was wanting to help someone else. I wonder what will come of Peggy's friendship with this strange, embittered man named Nicholas Dorn. <laughs>